Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I am Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. How's your Christmas, y'all? Can you believe it's over already? I really can't. I really can't. It was good, though. Not as relaxing as other years, but good. It feels like I'm just still, I I still have that feeling that I'm just anxiously waiting for Christmas morning right now. Right? Right? At least you got cold weather in Houston, though. Not as cold as you got here in Tulsa. No. Super cold in Tulsa. What's cold? Um, Wind chills in the negative 20 degrees a few days ago is cold. Nice. Yeah. And Christmas. Cold enough that Anthony has to admit it's cold. (laughs) <laughs> that's right <laughs> it was what on thursday night it was what like negative one with wind gusts of 30 miles an hour 25 miles yeah. an hour it was a lot of fun to take lucy out in at six o'clock in the morning that's when we went on our christmas light tour so it was a good christmas was your christmas good anthony it was fine it's almost like i can't remember what i got for christmas it's like it's still a mystery to me in my mind it's crazy how that happens it's the magic of the season did you like that gift I sent you that was mildly inappropriate for one heterosexual married man to give another heterosexual married man? I did. I loved it. Oh, <laughs> Julia, did you love the inside joke gift I got you? That's mildly inappropriate for <laughs> it was an ex- It was an extraordinarily inside joke, and it perplexed my family. I hope it would. <laughs> well, actually, I was hoping that Marty would figure it out and laugh, and the kids would be like, Oh, Mom. There's your hint for me. Tom knows what it is, so he's smiling. I to- I told you what it was. I when I first ordered it. Yeah, I do remember now. <laughs> it didn't help at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love the million dollar check you put in my Christmas gift box. I appreciate. Yeah, that. don't cash that. Or you're welcome to try. <laughs> <sighs> I think you'll get arrested. <laughs> Oh man, I think the be- one of the best Christmas gifts I got though was uh, former President Trump being uh, referred to the DOJ for four p- counts of criminal. Uh... Are you serious? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Merry Christmas to us. The House Select Committee forced the hand of the DOJ. We'll see what they what's going to happen now. Wow. Sometimes it is tiring living through historic times. You know. You know what? All I want are times that don't feel historic because like I'm straight up burned out on all that nonsense. Can we not have times that feel historic anymore? And just like times that feel like yesteryear when things were more simple and 
easier. Can we, can we go back to the 90s pre-Bill Clinton's impeachment? I remember when that was. I remember as a kid that was earth shattering. You know how many recessions and wars and nine eleven and Donald Trump and insurrections. It's an exhausting life. We'll have tons of stories to tell our grandkids if we're even alive. If any of us live long, long. That's what I was thinking. Do we all went to the same place? (laughs) Dark, dark day after Christmas. You know what? It's appropriate for the day after Christmas because the day after Christmas is always so dark. It is always a bummer. You know what's not a bummer, though? At least for two of us. What we're covering tonight. Because tonight, we are journeying back far up north to a version of the North Pole that we haven't visited in quite some time. And by quite some time, I mean the first year of our podcast. Mm. And we are going to be visiting a Santa Claus we haven't visited in just as much of amount of time. Tonight, we are talking the 2022 original Disney Plus series, The Santa Clauses. <laughs> synopsis i'll do it oh god let's hear it for whatever reason santa's decided he's ready to retire doesn't make sense doesn't fit with any other santa's mythos we've ever heard before but you know hey let's do it family's supportive and ready to go back they're gonna just leave and when they decide to leave santa just rolls the dice and says hey let's whatever's gonna happen happen not my problem anymore and everything goes to hell that's one way to phrase it uh (laughs) was there was there anything wrong in what i said the the official disney synopsis is scott calvin is on the brink of his 61st birthday and realizing that he can't be santa forever he's starting to lose a step and more importantly he's got family who could benefit from a life in the normal world with a lot of elves, children, and family to please, Scott sets out to find a suitable replacement Santa while preparing his family for a new adventure in life south of the pole. Okay, so you want me to believe for one minute that the Batman who can fly around the world and deliver billions of presents in one night, 61 is too old and he needs to retire? 
Okay. Santa for like 20 something years. What what number Santa is he again? 18? 18. Okay. Let's just do a quick, let's just do some quick math. He's the first human Santa. Yeah, that's not even a that doesn't even make sense. It's based on Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas was a human. He was okay. a bishop of Myra. We even acknowledge that in this series. All right. Let's let's run through the credits and cast first, and then we'll really get into it. <laughs> I feel like this is gonna be a fun one. Uh, <laughs> so the show stars Tim Allen reprising his role of Scott Calvin slash Santa Claus. Elizabeth Mitchell coming back as Carol slash Mrs. Claus. Um, it introduces to the world Austin Kane as Buddy Cal Calvin Claus. And Elizabeth Allen Dick as Sandra Calvin Claus. Uh, Matilda Lawler plays Betty, the chief of staff at the North Pole, the head elf. And uh, you guys will have known her because you guys liked Flora and Ulysses and she started in that. She also starred in Station Eleven as young Kirsten. Devin Bright plays her husband and kind of Santa's right-hand man slash best friend at the North Pole. No. Spoiler alert, these two are probably two highlights of the show for me. I thought the two of them were great. Whoa, okay. I this is the first point at which I'm my my assumption was wrong so far tonight. RuPaul Red plays Grace Chosky. Uh, the young daughter of Cal Penn's Simon Chosky, who is eventually picked to replace Scott Calvin as Santa Claus. Um, let's see. We have Laura San Giacomo in a recurring role as La Bifana, the Christmas witch. And she's known for Pretty Woman, Sex Lies and Videotape, Quigley Down Under, Just Shoot Me, Saving Grace. Um, I liked seeing another... Well, we'll get into it later on, but I like seeing all the different versions of Santa in this time around. Me too. Um, we have a bunch of recurring elves who I like that they fleshed out the North Pole. Uh, we have Isabella Bennett playing Edie, Sasha Knight playing Crouton, Isaac Wayne playing Hugo, Liam Kyle playing Gary, who's in charge of ELFS, which is a nice callback. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Ruby J plays Riley, Cal Calvin's supportive first semi-girlfriend. And then human, we have a not an elf. Human, yep. And then we have a few guest stars who only appeared for a few minutes and a few episodes, but Eric Lloyd returns as Charlie because you can't do Santa Claus, the Santa Claus without Charlie. Uh Probably the most anticipated character going into this was David Krumholtz returning as Bernard, who uh, gave up his youth and immortality to marry a human at the elf version of Rumspringer. <laughs> um, Peyton Manon plays himself. He interviews for Santa's job. Mauricio Mendoza plays Papa Noel. Mitch Polos plays St. Nicholas of Myra. Dirk Rogers plays Krampus. I was happy to see Krampus. And then somebody we've covered on this show when we covered Parks and Rec, Jim O'Hare, a.k.a. Jerry, plays Santa Claus the 17th, the Santa who fell off Scott's roof. And he was delightful in the role. Jerry, Gary, Jerry. So good. <laughs> and then the only other person I wanted to mention, Casey Wilson has a brief 
cameo in the first episode as adult Sarah, the little girl from the original Santa Claus who uh, Scott Calvin encountered. So that's our cast. Now, before we really dive into the plot, what we liked, what we didn't like, just give me your overall thoughts here. And let's start positive and go ladies first. Um. Okay, so overall thoughts of this show. Um, I liked it in general. I was surprised by it. Um, I think going into it, I thought I had pegged the story, what it would be start to finish. Like, I'm pretty sure I knew what was happening and I was just going to be along for the ride. Um, it took some turns I was not expecting. I liked some characters and disliked some characters that I was not expecting to feel either way about. And like overall, it touched me. And like, not in that weird touched by an angel way that Tom is absolutely going to bring up from Family Guy. Um, it was, it gave me warm fuzzies and it felt extremely Christmassy. <clears throat> and it's got its issues, but I was not disappointed watching this. I actually quite enjoyed it. Tom. I was so excited for this before it came out. I was really looking forward to it. Then I started it and found it absolutely obnoxious. I didn't like the first episode. Stopped watching for weeks and was forced to pick it back up and watch it again. And when I push aside some of the things I did not like about Tim Allen, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, thank God. (laughs) But it is not without its problems. And uh, maybe it's that we just finished Christmas. I don't know. But I got the snark about it, even though I liked it. Sure. Uh, I like both of you. Very excited going into this. Was made a little nervous about the trailer, by the trailers. Um, like Julia, I thought I had the plot pegged. You know, I thought I knew, you know, oh, Simon Chosky, SC, Cal Penn, they're going to make him be the new Santa. Um, I was surprised by how it all unfolded. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed many of the kid actors in this when I don't like kid actors. Wow. Um, I think there's something about kids playing adults that I just find very funny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But all in all, I really enjoyed this. And I really, I mean, Tim Allen, I grew up with him. He was my Santa. Elizabeth Mitchell was my Mrs. Claus. And it was good seeing the two of them reprise their roles and slip right back into those roles yeah they looked different um you know i santa's beard still annoyed me even though i got used to it by the end but Mm -hmm. i was you know they stepped back into the roles without missing a beat i think and i liked what they did with their characters um yeah i really thoroughly enjoyed it i think it's better than the third one not just throw that out there right now plot wise agree let's dive into the plot and since it's like it adds up to less than three hours we can kind of just cover this like a movie almost like start to Mm -hmm. end the episodes Uh, were really short you know it starts off christmas eve scott calvin santa and his right hand elf noel are flying around the world delivering gifts and santa's in a playful mood but Despite the fact the elves think uh, he's going to be late this year, they're ahead of schedule because Christmas magic is depleted. People are 
not believing in Christmas anymore, not believing in Santa anymore. And this is affecting Santa. Um, Mm -hmm. So for a little pick-me-up, he decides to visit his favorite house, that to the little girl, that of the little girl Sarah, who you'll remember from the original movie. She was a little girl who slept on the couch who got him soy milk because he was lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, I like he sli- he slides down the chimney, and even as an adult, she's still sleeping on the couch, but for very different reasons because she passed out with a bottle of wine alone, <laughs> and uh, she, she throws her wine at Santa. Uh, because she's an adult now. She doesn't believe. She doesn't remember their encounters as a kid. And I liked it. I like that he's been in the role so long. He's just kind of and been so far removed from the real world. He doesn't even realize how much time has passed. Right. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this interaction with Sarah? Did you think it was a nice callback? It's a great callback. Anytime, anytime that fireplace morphed from not a fireplace into a fireplace, like made me happy because it, it was a total callback to the original and there's a lot of that in the series there is yep some good some not so good yeah so he gives her a poly pocket and makes her believe in magic again uh but problem he can't get back up the chimney his magic mm-hmm. is faltering so he uh heads back <laughs> he climbs out he walks out the front door and basically climbs back up to the roof now, I think this is when I will mention my biggest problem with this show, right off the bat, is the atrocious CGI. Atrocious. So the reindeer are awful. Yeah. It's bad. bad. And speaking of reindeer, I am both at once very annoyed. They He had not one scene with Comet after how close they were in the original trilogy. They didn't have a scene together, did they? It's his daughter. No, nope. He didn't Prancer's even the big guy this time. Prancer was his daughter's favorite. Like you would have thought Scott would have said goodbye to Comet or something before he retired later on. But hmm. no scene. So I'm both miffed at that and relieved because he would have looked awful. Yeah. But hmm. he goes back to the north, they fly back to the North Pole where he decides to play a prank on all of the elves and his poor wife. <laughs> the sleigh has returned without Santa. And she thinks uh, he was left behind. And of course, he pops out from the back. It's a big old joke. And uh, well, he's trying to play off the fact that he had an incident. Yes. The fact that it he fell off the roof. Well, that's next Christmas. This Christmas. Oh, wait, was... you're right. You're right. This was the first one. This Christmas was his magic was faltering. So. You know, we get a glimpse. The elves love him. The elves are all happy he's back. They have a little party. They have their own little elves just want to have fun type song, which mm-hmm. could have done without. But at the same time, I like seeing the way the North Pole evolved. He's the fun Santa, right? Yeah. I just, uh, another nitpick. I like that the, you know, the sleigh still comes down through the ice and the reindeer mm-hmm. pen and everything. But it looks such a smaller scale than the movies. Like it, does. it looks cramped. The budget, the budget's not here. Yeah, yeah the budget is, is much smaller. The budget no, no, is not here. They spent it all on Hocus Pocus. <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> um immediately Scott's confronted by his head elf Betty, who is 
very uptight. She is Bernard without the snark. She's very serious. Um, and she knows right away I, something bad happened. I loved her. And, I loved her too. And, but I, I also loved her in Florence and Ulysses. Yep. I like that movie a lot. And Anthony did not. No, but I liked her in this. And honestly, I miss from the original movies how all the elves look different, but I like the elf uniforms in this. Like the green, it looked fair. They looked good. Yeah. Um, you know, Santa brushes Betty off like, oh, there was nothing. It must have been a malfunction on your end. Yeah. And uh, then he's confronted by Mrs. Claus. And Mrs. Claus, Elizabeth Mitchell, in these first two episodes at the North Pole, in that red gown with the white trim and her hair done up in the bun, she looked perfect as Mrs. Claus. I love her. She's my favorite of the whole series. She I was like a heart, how... I feel, of the series. As a character, she just blended into the background, you know? As Mrs. Claus. <laughs> She's worried about the kids, right? Because Cal is always playing virtual reality. Sandra is always talking to animals. And she's worried about them. And she's like, she feels she herself doesn't have an identity anymore. She's like, mm-hmm. she doesn't even have a name. She's like, what is my name? And she's like, I call you Carol. <laughs> she was like that. And I liked it. She was like, that's my before name. So right. There's a clear before and after to the two of them, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I I really like the conversation when she tries to talk to him about what happened on Christmas Eve. They play it off like he was having performance issues. I thought that was yeah. very funny. <laughs> that was <laughs> He's just sitting there like, you know, uh, it's no big deal. I, uh, I couldn't get back out the chimney. And she was like, oh, Oh, well, you know, it happens at your age. age. (laughs) And he's like, how many Santas do you know? (laughs) (laughs) And I I think it's so funny because he he, she wants to talk to him about it and he walks away. It's like, yeah, sure, we'll talk. And he tries to go up the chimney, but the magic doesn't work. And she's like, did you just try to go up the chimney to escape having a conversation with me? <laughs> it was uncomfortable but also comforting at the same time that that horrific fireplace is back oh it's so bad <laughs> the gigantic santa mouth like i don't i don't ever picture that in the north pole but like no. since i saw it in two it's really stuck with me and it's horrifying i i was bothered they kept that but their room now just looks like a regular room instead of that gorgeous, huge room from the first it's one. So much better. Well, yeah. was the first one or the second one that we really see his room? First one, because oh. there's a puppet show and oh, Judy comes in with a cocoa. Right. That's right. And, yeah, and we'll get to the puppet show in a bit. Because... Favorite quotes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they have the elf doctor check out Scott. And they say, you know, you're losing weight. <laughs> and so he, there's this montage of him, like, buffing up to Eye of the Tiger, like, eating. Like, <laughs> he's going on hikes with Mrs. Claus, where the elves are carrying him on the throne while she's walking. And she's, like, rolling her eyes at him. And, like, it's, a ve- it's very funny. <laughs> um, and this all leads to the following Christmas, where him and Noel are doing their rounds again. And he falls off the roof. The roof. And what happens? What does that lead to? Well, well he Noel wants to hide this, it. 
small heart attack. <laughs> Every time Noel screams in this show, like, like the high-pitched, like very womanly voice, it made me that laugh so much. <laughs> it's cute. Noel is cute. Like, we, and we forgot to mention, like, we found out on the first episode, Noel and Betty are married. Mm-hmm. Um, which I love because she asked Noel what really happened, and he said, I'll never tell. Santa Scott is my best friend. <laughs> like he's obsessed, he's obsessed with him. Um, but one of my favorite quotes is when they're talking in this first episode, and he calls her honey bunch, and she's like, No, no, at home I am honey bunch, at work, I at am work. your boss. <laughs> 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 oh, that was funny. But when he falls off the roof, that's kind of like Betty thinks he needs to consider something called the Successus Clause, which is an out for retirement for him. Yep. And Scott doesn't want to. It's not that he doesn't want to retire so much as he doesn't want to leave the North Pole. So he's like, you know what? I've come up with a way to so we could stay at the North Pole. But I don't have to be Santa anymore. And who does he go see? Charlie. He wants to pass the torch because Char- it even makes reference to it being the family business. This is his bright idea. Mm-hmm. Nice and where's Char? Oh, thank you. I am drinking out of my Scott Calvin hot, hot cocoa, cocoa mug. mug. It's not hot cocoa I'm drinking, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's Charlie up to in life now, Julia? Where is he So, I missed where he was but it's tropical is he in miami or hawaii where it's florida florida okay so he's in florida (laughs) and he's married he's got kids got a cute house little mid-century modern thing going on um i missed his occupation what's he doing they didn't say he didn't say okay what he's not doing is telling his wife what his dad does (laughs) because um scott comes and says scott comes looking like a cuban like gangster in that white (laughs) outfit with that straw hat (laughs) looking like john hammond from jurassic park is the joke they make that's right um and confronts you know charlie about what he thought charlie wanted to do per the first movie was take over the family take over the family business and the wife like interjects herself immediately and is like, no, we're not. Absolutely not. I'm not going to live my life on some fishing boat. Absolutely not. And Scott's real confused and Charlie looks real uncomfortable. And Scott realizes your wife doesn't know that I'm Santa Claus. You never told her. It's like, yeah, just to never seem like the right time to do it. And I would have liked to have been at that wedding. Yeah, they've been married for a while. <laughs> um, but what's Charlie's reasoning? Why does Charlie not want to take over for Santa? I mean, his main point is it's not a great place to raise kids, <laughs> right? Like he's got these kids that are not super young, not super old. They're like teenagers. Right. Well, they're even younger. Well, if you have, they're like middle schoolers, aren't they? Middle school, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, it's it's not the ideal situation from a parenting perspective. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about Scott's kids. Sorry. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Charlie's, Charlie's. kids are younger. Yeah. yeah, because Charlie says, look how Cal and Sandra turned out. And he says he loves them, but they're not exactly normal. And yeah, they're a little weird. 
And I thought that was a nice callback to the second movie, right? Like he and Tim Allen never had Scott never had time for Charlie, so Charlie started acting out. That's right. That's right. Uh, um, and this kind of breaks Scott's heart a little bit, but he lets it be. And then he thinks, oh, Cal is a perfect person to take over for me. Oh goodness! Well, it's he's he's already interviewing somebody else though. Before Cal. No, Cal the son. Oh, Cal the son. Sorry, sorry. I thought he writes Cal off pretty quickly because he he I, does. So Cal is the character, the one character in the show that I really disliked from the beginning and quite loved by the end. Yep, me too. I never liked him. So, Julia, him. why why don't why didn't you like him? Why why did you guys not like him at first? Describe him. So, the first two three episodes, he's just this idiot he's so dumb and like beautiful but just like dumb and no personality whatsoever right and just like not i did not care for him at the beginning at all um but they really pivoted on this character towards the end and it's like they decided they decided to start giving him personality and positive attributes in the last two episodes I'm like, yeah. man, you really gave this kid the short end of the stick. Yeah, but Santa, he's like, he really wants to hit the North Pole. So it's like, maybe I can train him to take over. Mm-hmm. And he takes him for a, you know, he has to hitch up the reindeer. He takes him for a test ride. And Cal is in his virtual reality. And we don't know at this point what virtual reality he's obsessed with. But that becomes a big motivator for Scott to retire later on. Um he lets Cal steer the sleigh and he ends up crash landing. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I know it's a TV budget, but that sleigh doesn't even look nearly as magical or as nice as a movie sleigh. It doesn't. Although I liked over the years that they added, like, when it crashes, a siren comes out and it just starts buzzing. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Um, so, yeah. he Betty has this orb that's going more and more it's turning dark it's filled with storyly lights and it's going dark and when it goes all dark she said bernard this is our first mention of bernard he gave it to her before he left and uh when it goes all dark christmas is done christmas magic has run out christmas spirit has run out and it hasn't been that dark since uh noel says the dark ages the plague mad santa he said which mm-hmm. i want to know more about mad santa that sounds interesting <laughs> yeah um but when scott sees this he's like okay i was considering not retiring but i think i really need to at this moment so while this is going on mrs claus is having doubts about herself like why does mrs claus always have to be portrayed as this comical frumpy old figure <laughs> like her and, and betty have still she still obsesses over the what happens to Mrs. Claus when Santa falls off a roof. Yeah, she asks Betty question. flat out what happened. Well, she asked Scott first, what happened when to the Mrs. Was there a Mrs. Claus before me? And he said he didn't think to ask. And she said, of course not. Of course you didn't. So she asks <laughs> Betty and Betty like kind of gets all cagey and like, no, we can't talk about it. Secrets of the North Pole. Yeah. She can't even share past Santa's. Like the dossiers from past Santas or anything with nope. the misses. Yep. And uh, she said she does let slip one revealing thing, though, and that is 
the only two kids to ever be raised at the North Pole have been their kids. No other Santa has had a child. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of freaked out by that fact. So mm-hmm. Santa, Santa goes to find his kids and they have a hall of snow globes and watching little vignettes of everyday life back down in the main world. And we find out that that's what Cal's been playing all day on virtual reality. He's been playing like, you know, being stuck in, stuck in traffic and beating traffic guards and things like that. Like very, <laughs> very mundane things. Yep. Yep. So Santa decides for the good of his family, for the good of Christmas, he's going to retire. And the elves freak out. Rightfully mm-hmm. so. But I did like, before he even announced it, he was like, look, this is hard for me. Because what I'm afraid of is when I King showed up at the North Pole, the elves didn't even shed a tear for the last Santa. Which, I'm glad they acknowledged that too. We've talked about that. I think yeah. they had to, because how many of us have talked about that yeah. now over the years, how right? twisted is that? Yep. It's like, oh, Santa's gone. Oh, you know, good one. Um, yeah. And, and of course, this is after Mrs. Claus is she's gung-ho for retirement. And she can't wait to let her hair down. And she takes out the pins from her hair and they go flying. <laughs> and, so much. and pin Noel to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, it. Really I love Noel. Because when Santa had his conversation with his family, like he was going to retire, <laughs> a Christmas tree in the corner just starts, why? Take me instead. Is that a tree? Is that Christmas tree crying? <laughs> um, so while this all this is going on, Santa's decided to interview replacements. We've also gotten to know somebody back in the real world, and that is Simon Chosky. Tell us a little hmm. bit about him. He is a bumbling. I mean, he's got a good idea. He's got a lot of charisma. He's able to convince uh, VCs to give him money for his startup. He del- he makes toys. Mm-hmm. But he can't deliver on his promises of delivery. Uh, he's, <laughs> I was waiting. So he's finally got an idea. He's going to deliver everything by drones. He's in a in a meeting with his daughter to show off his brilliant idea. As his investors are ready to cut his cut their ties with him, and he shows this awesome way to deliver uh, something that I guess the chairman of the board of this company needed he wanted aspirin but that ends up being a big failure and we see again that he's just not able to he, he over promises he over promises right and we learn he's a single dad he's a widower and uh he's raising his very young daughter gracie alone and gracie has like she loves christmas she's trying to instill that spirit in him but he's too busy mm-hmm. and i thought watching this exactly what i thought knowing they were cast like oh she's going to be the charlie who melts his heart and helps him become santa and i was convinced of that that's what i thought too but they one of the elves i guess he was on betty's shortlist she had compiled a list of people to interview and they show up and kidnap him and his daughter and take him to the north pole And at the North Pole, he turns into a little kid. He can't believe it's real. He like he wants to take pictures and everything. And uh, you know, Santa interviews Peyton Manning first, which is the scene we saw in the trailer. I yeah. I was surprised they didn't do more of a bigger montage, just like you know, five minutes of him interviewing different people. But I felt like mm-hmm. that would have been rife for yeah. cameos or whatever. But uh, budget, I guess. Yeah. 
sent to interview Simon and not taken with him at first. Yeah, not impressed at all. And uh, you know what? Neither am I. Neither am I. I hated his character from <laughs> the get-go. I really did. I was not expecting to dislike him as much as I did. I've no, I love Cal Penn and everything. So do I. So do I've I. I've never disliked him. I know. But Santa and him do end up bonding when they find out that um, Sandra took his daughter into the Wobbly Woods, mm-hmm. um, where La Bafana lives. That's right. I love La Bafana. Because Me San- too. Sandra wants to find her because she realized she can talk to hear animal understand animals mm-hmm. because she was saying she, how much she was going to miss Prancer and Prancer talks and it's like you are my best friend and i'm like oh that reindeer looks like a nintendo 64 creation like you looked awful mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but while simon and santa are walking through the wobbly woods they kind of bond santa's very sad to hear his story how he lost his wife how he's trying to do the best he can do between give his daughter everything mm-hmm. and yeah we meet la bafana and i'll well, third that i love her too I loved her, y'all. And she's so funny. He gets the minute she shows up, Simon's like, did you cook our kids in an oven? And she's like, one witch does that a thousand years ago, and that's the kind of stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. <sighs> and we got a nice little heart-to-heart here between Santa and Sandra. Like, I know you're scared about leaving the North Pole, so am I, but we can be scared together. Yep. And it was sweet. Mm-hmm. And you could tell Santa and Sandra had chemistry together, as they should, because that's Tim Allen's real-life daughter. And Simon tells Gracie, Santa offered me the job. And Gracie encouraged him to take it. This felt super rushed, by the way. He didn't yeah. offer the job on camera. Mm-mm. I noticed that during my no. rewatch today. Yeah, it felt super rushed. I agree Very with rushed. that. Very rushed. Um, I thought I felt the goodbyes were rushed. They're leaving the North Pole was rushed. After 28 years, you thought it would have been more of an emotional moment for him. Yes, agree. That felt rushed as well. Big time. Um, because that's what happens next. They're about to leave. Crouton, who is the historical society elf, she gets on Mrs. Claus's case about her kids hanging pictures in their bedrooms. And what's the joke mm-hmm. here, Julia, that you loved so much? Oh, she <laughs> makes some, Miss Claus makes some comment um, about how long it took to get approval to move the puppet show out of their bedroom it's a wonder they even have kids <laughs> and the do- i think it's just the daughter who's in there at the time maybe both yep. of them are and she's like oh <laughs> <laughs> but that's such a funny part from the original one it always makes me laugh when he drops trowel and those two puppets go yeah it still makes me laugh so it was wonderful to have a call back to that it was and uh you know Everyone's getting ready to say goodbye. The elves put on a performance of Last Christmas for Santa, and it made me laugh. They have the placards that said, we love you, Santa, but the letters are mixed up, and it said, we love you, Satan. We love you, Satan. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and before they can even really get a proper goodbye, Betty the Elf accidentally angel dusts them back to Chicago. We yeah. got to do something about that name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that joke, too. <laughs> And they wake up the next morning in Chicago, and they're normal again. Santa is Tim Allen again. No beard, thin. Yep. Kids can't believe that's who it is. They don't. 
Who's and this the, guy? His it's very funny. very uncomfortable with him and doesn't yes. trust him. And it's very funny because Cal runs in. Sandra, it's three degrees above outside, above zero. It's summer! And they run outside. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Scott and Carol are happy for the next adventure. We think everything's going to be hunky-dory until mm-hmm. we get one final shot of the North Pole in this episode with Betty walking down the hallway and the lights flicker. And you figure out something's about to go wrong. Yep. And sure enough, in the next episode, immediately... The coat has disappeared before Simon right. can even put it on. And uh, Simon immediately tries to turn the North Pole into like tech bro industry. And he's like, you know, he's <laughs> trying to hype the elves up. And uh, he's like, any questions? <laughs> One of the elves is like, Santa, can I have a hug? And he's like, that feels like a trap. And the other. He's <laughs> 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 like, any other uh, questions? And the same elf is like, are you going to tuck us in at night? And he's like, any other non-weird questions? Non-weird questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and immediately you can tell Betty is like, uh, this may be a mistake. Right. And no skeptical the whole time. She no certainly thinks so because he makes a mm-hmm. comment immediately. I know it's nine months away, but Santa Simon is not going to be invited to birthday party. <laughs> oh, actually, Noel had a line in the previous episode that made me laugh really hard when they were planning Scott's goodbye party, and Scott said he wanted something low key, and Noel's like, "Fine, who's going to be the good elf who has to tell Mariah Carey she comes before?" <laughs> um in the real world though what's life like now for the calvins i mean it's it's hardest for scott to adjust right like he really struggles that's right however most of the other people in his family are not blending in well but they're finding their footing again carol just she slips right back into where she left off and she gets her uh, gets the friends back together that are still in the school system game and she secures pretty fast a new position at a new charter school that's opening up and she's like super jazzed about it and she's a total rock star in her friend group and that puts scott in (laughs) it makes it very uncomfortable because he's not been used to that well i love that the kids are like mom's the dad of this place yeah that's right (laughs) that's right (laughs) um and yeah cal meets a girl who immediately the two are smitten i thought the two of them had nice chemistry for kid actors teen actors very cute yep and this is where i start to like him is this where you kind of started to like him he's so earnest um he's got a lot of buddy the elf qualities to me which i really liked about him Mm -hmm. he's cute as a button and like he just I don't know. He's the kind of character you just want to see succeed, be happy. And I yep. like that he didn't have like hordes of people making fun of him. Mm-mm. I like that they didn't do that. That's yeah. that makes me happy. Probably I was, not like, I was expecting that, that for both of them. Like when me they too. went to the school. Yeah. And they didn't go there. And that was fine. It was nice. Me. Yeah. And Sandra joins a riding club after she stops a runaway horse, a Labor Day no. picnic, because That's she's right. able to talk to the horse. That's right. Yeah. And calm it down as it's rampaging through for some reason. Yep. And Scott's very happy his kids and wife yeah. are 
adjusting well, but he is having a hard time. So he takes a delivery job at Simon's old company. That's right. He's That's essentially right. a UPS driver now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's still delivering gifts. Um, I did like at the beginning of this episode, Family Game Night, that weird game with the sheep they were playing. But <laughs> I still love can't figure it out. Shout out to uh, where my wife is from in Canada because their cover story is they live on a fishing boat off the coast of Newfoundland, somewhere remote. (laughs) Um, I loved that their cut that what was it, Carol? What was the cover story they came up with where Scott was going to be the hero in the cover story, but Carol's like, no, I am. Wasn't it a plane crash? It was a yeah, or landed a plane. She had to step in. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. You had to but, land the plane or something. But I loved that, that she was like, no, I am the one who did that, not you. Yeah, that's right. At the North Pole, though, uh, Simon is like, he figures out, because one of the else mentioned in pass- passing, you know, we have the ability to do this every day. So he's like, oh, well, we're going to make Christmas obsolete. We're going to monetize this. There are going to be no more lists. We're going to have instant delivery. And uh, elves start disappearing. Yes, and they just disappear. Just disappear. And Noel calls him out on his crap. Like, this is why you don't let Gracie hang out with you anymore. Because you know what you're doing is wrong. Yep. And uh, Betty, and when Betty tells him to take a breath, Noel writes a goodbye note to her and heads south to find Scott to set things right. Mm-hmm. But before Betty can find the note, what happens? Simon finds it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was, this made me really hate him. He saw this heartfelt note about how much he loved her. He'd be back and he rips it up. Yep. And Betty comes in near tears asking if she's seen Noel because she doesn't believe he'd just leave her like that. It's, it's really sad. Yeah. Yeah, She's like really torn up. She's a way better actor than Noel is, but Noel is like precious and I love him. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you dare say anything negative about it. I love them both. I do. Yeah. Like, and, but like, it was touching. I did like the joke, by the way, when uh, (laughs) Simon met Cal earlier on in an episode and Cal was like, oh, my name's Cal. And Cal, and Simon's like, oh, nice name because his name's Cal Penn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We have two universities from across the world. <laughs> but Noel goes down south and Santa Scott is happy to see him. But Scott's yeah. like, Noel, you have to give Simon a chance to be his own Santa, just like I had my chance. He has a he has the right to do what he wants and try to make Christmas his, which I thought that was very mature of Scott. Um yeah. but Noel starts <laughs> Hanging along with him when they're delivering boxes and stuff. But I love they come back home and a snowman in their yard has been decapitated. And Noel does that scream again and he runs <laughs> forward and he's like, I never knew such evil existed. <laughs> Poor Noel. And uh, no. it's a bunch of neighborhood bullies who throw a snowball mm-hmm. at them and they're like, Oh, you messed up because you're about to take on the best snowball fighter. But Scott no longer has a Santa magic and he pulls a muscle and gets defeated. Like immediately. His first yeah. snowball, he pulls his arm out. And this really makes him think. He's in bed that night. He's like, I have lived my life claws to claws. Like it was just random that Santa fell off my roof and I became Santa. And as much as I love you, I was forced to get married. Hmm? And he doesn't know what to do anymore without clauses. 
And she's like, well, you just have to find something you're good at. Yep. Right. And he's good at Christmas. So he's going to spend Christmas with his family this year. And that's his plan. Or so we think. Well, yeah, because at the North Pole, Simon fires Betty because elves keep disappearing. The reindeer can't fly anymore. Christmas spirit is going downhill. And Betty says this all to Simon, and he's like, well, that's a reflection on leadership. So I guess you're fired, head elf. Yeah, he, she... he's still not accepting that he's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So she goes into the woods to speak to La Bafana, mm-hmm. and she says, I need to speak with him. And La Bafana says, Scott, Calvin, the Calvins? And she's like, no, I need to speak with him. Mm-hmm. And down south... Scott's ready to celebrate, decorate for Christmas with his family, and they freeze. Like, just completely freeze. The world freezes. And immediately he's like, that can't be good. And then a hand grabs his shoulder, and who is it? Bernard! Bernard! It is. And it's so did. good to see David Krumholtz again. It really was. Even it though was... David Krumholtz has aged awfully. They make fun of it, though, which I liked. Mm. They did. Yeah. He gave up his youth because he married uh, which actress? So some 85-year-old actress. Which Vanessa is... Redgrave. <laughs> yeah, which, which Scott Calvin calls out. And he's like, hey, I'm only a few thousand years older than her, okay? <laughs> there are only, only, only a few thousand years between us. Or a few centuries between us or something. It was funny. But I loved this part. So what does Bernard do here? Why has he shown up? What's he going to do with Scott? He is trying to talk some sense into him about how bad things have gotten. Right. Things are bad. Things are bad. Well, and why things happened the way they happened anyway. Yeah. He's giving Scott the backstory he never got. Ever. So he takes him into the Yule-verse as, yep. as uh, Scott ends up dubbing it, which I like. That's a nice comic reference there. There's Nobody multiple. else likes it. <laughs> he telling him stop calling it that. I liked and, it, personally. He takes him back to Black and White, Great Depression era, and we meet Santa Gary, Gary, Gary. 17, who needs his own Santa show or movie immediately. He is a dang good Santa. Just mm-hmm. so good. And uh, <laughs> Scott is back to his Scott cynical self from the first Santa Claus now. Yeah, he thinks it's Which is I all also a... liked. Yep. He's like, this is all a joke, whatever. He tries to go back the door that came and he's ending up in different like universes. Yeah. Uh, he, he runs into Krampus. I like the Krampus <laughs> shout out. That was fun. <laughs> um, and then he ends up back in his childhood home. Yes. Where he realizes he met Santa yes. as a kid. When he was a boy. But he yep. couldn't remember it. And apparently he asked for a bunch of stuff. And Santa was like, I can't bring you everything on your list, you know. And he's like, well, mm-hmm. it's not all for me. They're my neighbors and my siblings and my parents. And if they get these gifts, maybe they'll start believing in you again. Yeah. I don't think anything on his list was for him. Yeah. And immediately Santa, Jerry, Santa 17, as they call it, says, uh, he recognizes something special about this kid and says he's going to make the world a better place one day. Mm-hmm. And we find out he was the Santa who fell off the roof, but he didn't fall off the roof. He was like, what idiot would fall off a roof? And Scott looks insulted <laughs> by that because he fell off the roof earlier in the series. <laughs> um, that was his way of retiring and passing it on to Scott, who is the first human to ever become Santa. 
That's we right. find out the elves didn't cry when he came back to the North Pole because it's all planned. The clauses were written for him to help guide him on his journey. Right. This is where I have a problem. Okay. The whole we we acknowledge in this Yuleverse, which I'm sorry, everybody gives him a hard time. I like the term. Yep. I, I think, think we're cool. supposed to like it. It's just everybody, not us, ribs him for it. Uh, we meet St. Nicholas of Myra. We discuss what he did as a bishop. He's dressed as a bishop. Mm-hmm. And then later we find out, oh, he wasn't. These aren't real people. That's dumb, y'all. They were real. No, they weren't people. They were they like, oh, yeah, yeah. They weren't humans. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. So that's not where I was going with it, but point taken. Mm-hmm. I did like the coat was made from St. Nicholas's robe, though. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, my problem was with the retcon with the clauses, right? I can buy the first clause, with, you know, whatever. But the second clause, if that clause was written for him just to help guide him, they really, you know, Bernard in the second one, oh, we just figured out the second clause. We're only giving you two weeks to get married. Like, uh, okay. That yeah. Pushes up, Ber- that's true. Bernard wrote it, right? Yeah. Yep. So that pushed believability for me, but I went with it. And I loved this cabin where all the Santas and Krampus and everyone were. And they're all getting on Scott's case about, like, you know, you retire too soon, <laughs> you mess things up, blah, blah, blah. And Bernard's like, can I speak for a moment? And Scott's like, no, don't let him. He's just going to say something mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it because he's like, he essentially says, this guy's a pain in the butt, but yeah. he's the best Santa I ever knew. Like, I like this Bernard was closer to movie one than he was in movie two, and he's a bit wimpy. Yeah, yeah that snark Agreed. and that edge to him. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I loved it. And Scott's touched by his words. Yeah. And so the Santas give him that magical orb with the light showing Christmas spirit dying. And uh, Scott goes off to save Christmas. Mm-hmm. And he goes home. And tells his family he has to go back to the North Pole because elves are disappearing. And they're like, you should have led with that. We're coming. should have led with that. <laughs> but he doesn't want them to come. He thinks it's too dangerous. And then while they're packing, Noel comes home. He's like, who wants ice cream? Don't worry. I didn't eat any, but some of these cartons come half licked already. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> he is so cute. And uh, Scott and Noel teleport back to the North Pole via this orb without mm-hmm. his family <laughs> and there they decide to save they split up and while noel goes looking for betty because the north pole is like empty at this point the reindeer got on the elves most of them are gone even betty's disappeared even though we don't know that yet mm-hmm. scott goes looking for reinforcements and he finds gary is that his name uh the elf elfs the el oh. yeah it's gary yeah I think it's Gary. <laughs> who, who is a conspiracy. He's, stuff. <laughs> He's got an eye patch. He's got an eye patch. He wears a tinfoil hat, which is a first right. kiss wrapper. <laughs> uh, and, and, he, and he talks like, I'm the only one left, Bob. Like, <laughs> like total Western. Me totally, totally old Hagrid beat up guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the two of them goes to search for the coat. Because that's mm-hmm. he's convinced it's a coat. We, we need this coat to be Santa. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Simon gets wind of it, and he's determined to find the coat before they do. Because mm-hmm. Simon has, has become full blown evil. 
Yep. Yeah, full-blown evil. He doesn't care yeah. that the elves have disappeared or the reindeer. He just... And they're telling him time and time again, hey, this isn't going to work, dude. So he he has all these drones that he has searching for Gary and Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, back home, meanwhile, Carol and the kids are pissed Scott left, but she realized, well, and we didn't talk about this, but in the Yuleverse, Scott learned that, you know, they wanted to give the human a chance because they thought if he had kids up there, they would be born with magic and they magical were. powers, and they were. Mm-hmm. Sandra can talk to animals, and Cal can see the portals in the sky that allow them to travel the world yep. quickly, which was very Christmas Chronicles. That was not how it was done in the movies. Yeah, you never see portals in the movies, but you could probably make assumptions that that's how it actually worked. Right. So uh, they decide to hijack a horse and carriage from the from the park, mm-hmm. and. Sandra talks to the horse to get him to believe he can fly because that's how reindeer fly. Like bumblebees are technically too heavy for their uh-huh. wings. Uh, that's how reindeer fly, which I like that explanation. They just believe they can fly. I like that too. Um, so she convinces the horse the same thing and he does and they fly through the portal and end up at the North Pole where Scott has been captured with Gary by Simon and Simon has flipped out on his daughter, who is like talking about Christmas spirit. He's like, "Dude, that was heartbreaking." Yeah, that was awful, awful, awful. He's like, he's sick of hearing about Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. To his daughter, this whole the whole time, his daughter has made something for him that she really wants to give him, and she's yeah. proud of like what she's done. And I'm sorry, this made me really despise this character because no matter how busy I am, when Ellie brings me something that she's made. Mm-hmm that's my whole world at that moment. Like she took time, she did something. And like lately she's been getting us Christmas presents ready and wrapping things. And every one of them is the coolest thing because she made it with her own little heart, you know? Yeah, no, it was awful. And Gracie is truly hurt by this. She's crushed. Um, Carol and the kids arrive and they find Santa and uh, Gary in a licorice cell. A licorice no, cell. As no points. <laughs> they don't out. know it is. No, they don't. No <laughs> points it out. So they all, so they all eat through and have stomach aches. And Noel's like, "Hey, the key's on the desk." And they're like, "You didn't check the guest." The <laughs> well, okay. And so, who is it? Uh, Noel like could totally keep going, right? Like he really enjoys the licorice. So does Cal. Uh yeah. young Calvin. Okay. Yep. He's Calvin, like, I could I eat some more kid. of this. And you very Santa. It, exactly. I can't I, that's it would think it was that moment when I was like, huh, this one. This one has all of those Santa qualities you want. Yep. And uh Simon digs some old friends out of storage to help search the North Pole for these enemies. And they are the old uh, toy soldiers from the Santa Claus 2. That toy That's Santa right. blew up. Did those, I, I know, did those make you happy seeing them, honestly? They did make I me happy. Hated them. But yes, they made me totally happy. <laughs> and I, I mean, this is... I already thought Carol was one of the coolest characters in this. But the way she... <laughs> yeah. 
the drone comes in, scans her, and says she is not a threat. She is an unidentified female, and <laughs> dealing with the ident the, the loss of identity and her her existential crisis on who she is at the North Pole. Uh, she just loses it and takes these guys out. And I love, I'm here for it. Uh, and I love it. that she used the old Mrs. Claus tin with the cartoon she hated so much to like, we're like the, the elves are pulling down her bloomers or something, or the reindeer <laughs> are nipping at her bloomers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So the coat we find out has been at La Balfana's this whole time. It just appeared there after Simon took the role. Yep. And now the coat, I guess, senses Scott's back because it's crawling like a dead man, like a guy near death through the North Pole, which is kind of a creepy image. <laughs> Who else thought it's about really um, Cape from Doctor Strange? I thought of Carpet from Aladdin. Oh, that's a good one, too. I thought of Carpet with because it had attitude. It did. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, Cape Cape's a good one too. Um, and it was crawling through and Simon and Santa come to it at the same time. And uh Labafana appears and it looked like she was gonna steal the cape the coat. Mm -hmm. But uh she gets hit in the head with a drone and Simon grabs the coat and threatens to burn it. So dark. Cape has no yeah, he's I don't Another problem I have with this, I don't know how it moved. We got so how Cal went so evil so or dang it, I keep saying Cal because it's Cal Penn. I don't understand don't how Simon got so evil so quickly. Yeah, yeah, I uh, keeps going down, down, down. That's what she said. <laughs> Not to Anthony. <laughs> so he threatens to burn it, but Gracie has heard this. She came up behind him That's with right. this snow globe in her hand. And she's like, Daddy, are you the bad guy? And I loved Scott here because he could have said, used it her against him. But he's like, no, your dad's not a bad guy. They're no bad people. They're just people, you know, have bad days, whatever. It was a beautiful little speech. It's mm -hmm. like, I think you have a perfect gift for him that's going to help him. And she gives him a snow globe that shows what their last Christmas was when his wife was alive or the first Christmas after she died. First Christmas or without her. Yep. And they had each other, but the house is decorated, but all they had was each other, and it was a beautiful moment for them. Mm -hmm. And it melts Simon's heart, and Simon gives the coat back to Scott. Mm -hmm. That's right. And he has and a flashback at some point to his wife, like him and his wife on the couch at Christmas time, and her making him promise you know to be there for the daughter afterwards and he's like i'm gonna give her everything and she's like she doesn't need everything she needs you yeah yeah which is yeah and you know they said they send them back to earth with the angel dust i'm curious if they remember the north pole or if they erase their memories like it does with people yeah i wonder as well thought about um, that. i don't know but santa puts on the coat he becomes Santa again, but the elves aren't appearing. Christmas spirit is dead. And so he makes a speech about how about, you know, he thought he'd want to retire, but he didn't, you know, you know, family's important, blah, blah, blah. All the things Christmas is truly about. And mm -hmm. that reignites the orb and elves start reappearing. And I'll tell you the moment. I, well, and it's funny. It was, the, well, it was the hug. It was the hug where they started coming back because. Yeah, because uh, a family well, all hugs one another. But it's not just a family. He brings in the elves, and then he even brings in Simon and his daughter. Like, yeah. Right. 
and Betty reappears, and that's just funny because Mrs. Claus is like Betty, and she's like, "Who's Betty?" And Mrs. Claus, for a moment, thinks, "Oh my God, their memories aren't here." Then Betty's like, "Just kidding." <laughs> <laughs> um, but the moment that really got me is when Noel is searching for Betty. Not oh Betty, you know whatever. No. Betty's the yeah, real we know one. who you mean. We know um, you mean. He's searching for Betty, and then she comes searching for Noel, and they see each other, and they run and hug, and that got me. The two of them were so With all their little together. pet names. Yeah, Honey Punch, Her Cinnamon, twist. Peppermint. <laughs> so cute. This is a food-obsessed culture, y'all. Yeah, they are, absolutely. <laughs> They're named uh, Churro. <laughs> Churro is one of the elves. Yeah, it's, that made me laugh, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. That fits with elf, too. They're obsessed with food. It yeah. does. Yeah. Um, so they hug um betty and santa have a nice heart to heart where santa apologizes to her and he's like i know the success is called it's supposed to be permanent but if you'll mm-hmm. allow me because she's the keeper of the rules and everything and mm-hmm. she just gives him this big old hug mm-hmm. and uh yeah he's ready for christmas eve and he's like <laughs> and it's funny because noel's like Santa, I know this is bad timing, but I'm going to spend Christmas Eve with Betty, Betty this year. <laughs> I think she's the most important person to me. Yeah, I think she's the most important person in my life. <laughs> she makes a joke like, I'm glad you finally realized that. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's actually perfect timing because I'm going to take my family to deliver mm-hmm. gifts this year. And Cal, his son, has a brilliant idea because they haven't been making gifts because of Simon, mm-hmm. all the elves have been disappeared. They go to the Hall of Snow Globes, which each snow globe has a memory, people's mm-hmm. memories, and they decide to leave all those under the tree. Yeah. And uh it's it's cute. They fly, they're on their evening journey, and they get to the last house, and Santa says he's too tired. He wants Cal to do it. He's like, just don't tell Betty. And Betty's like, yeah. Betty comes over the intercom. And he's like, Betty knows. Betty, knows. <laughs> Betty approves. <laughs> and uh, Hal goes down the chimney. And whose house is it? Riley's. Riley, the girl he was into, who earlier on he did try to tell her that he told her the hey, truth. Yeah, which was another wonderful up. Santa aspect that I really started warming towards. Right, because she's like, look, you should just, you know, if you don't like me, just tell me you don't like me or whatever. And so he's just like, okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. My dad's Santa Claus and we got to go back to the North Pole, <laughs> you know? It was very reminiscent like, of when Scott, Scott told Carol. Yeah. Yep. Because he told it. her and she was like, you, you're feeling feelings for me and you don't want to feel them. So you're lying and you're trying to hurt me. Um, yep. But Riley is impressed with him. And the two of them kiss. Well, he pulls a poinsettia out of the bag for her. And that's her favorite plant. Her favorite flower. And they kiss. And they levitate off the ground when they kiss. Magic. Magic. And uh, <laughs> they go back up the chimney. Uh, he goes back up the chimney. And Cal's like, whoa, best night ever. And Sandra's <sighs> like, yeah, best night ever. But for less pervy reasons for me than for you. And that reminded me of Tom. <laughs> um, Why me? <laughs> and scott's like you remember to angel dust her right so she'd forget and yeah sure i yeah, didn't forget so, that <laughs> which clearly he did and yes. scott scott laughs to himself uh that like they just left people a bunch of gifts all around the world that they asked for and he said what could go wrong and what song and, is playing in the background you can't always get what you want 
Rolling Stones. It was great. It was. Great. It wasn't the Rolling Stones singing it, but it was just the perfect, completely song. unexpected, yep. and wonderful. And we get this whole montage of people all over the world opening their snow globes and getting snippets of their memories, and mm-hmm. it's a. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. It made me emotional. And yep. Santa arrives back at the North Pole and just takes in the scene as the elves are partying and everything because Christmas is back and successful. And Betty sidles up to him and she's like, we are 364 days until the next Christmas and we're already behind. But this time she has a smile. She knows she's saying it kind of like a joke to him. And they yep. have this moment and Scott smiles and then we cut to black and the end. Yep. It was so good. And we find out it's renewed for a second season. Yeah, because this was originally supposed to be a mini series. Sarah's convinced that they, she thought the Simon change came out of nowhere because she was like us. She thought he was going to be Santa. She yeah, wonders yeah. if halfway through they found out they were getting renewed and they decided to rewrite it, change course uh, halfway through. Maybe. It's possible. It felt. Yeah, that was one of the great drawbacks to the show is, and maybe it wouldn't have been so much of a drawback if I didn't think I already know what was going to happen and Mm -hmm. love Calpin in general, all of his characters. Um, But that felt poorly paced, just unbelievably poorly paced. Yeah. So when she mentioned that, I was like, I could see that, you know, because people shows and movies do that all the time. They think they're going to get a sequel. They decide to set up. Yes, let's face it. Like, we all love Cal Penn. We would have watched, but general audiences, Tim Allen is Santa Claus. Yep. Yep. So my uh, thing was, oh, it's Tim Allen. He would never allow a person of Santa to, color to really become Santa. But that's a joke. I don't mean that people like Tim Allen's a Republican, <laughs> but he's not that Republican. Although there were um, a few a few moments in the show that were clearly written by Tim Allen, like the, uh, oh, it's not okay to say Merry Christmas anymore. And then the yeah. line... When he's sitting in the conference room when they're going over the naughty and nice list and they're not allowed to say naughty anymore. That's insensitive. That was completely written by Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. And also an asinine thing to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think Anthony and I loosely talked about this offline at some point. But so Last Man Standing is a show I really love. Um, it's Tim Allen and it's it's this Tim Allen as well, minus the Santa stuff. Um, he pretty regularly spouts off, um, about his own beliefs. I think he holds as Tim Allen and not as a character. Um, but the difference seems to be, there's a fair amount of pushback on last man standing from both his neighbor and his wife who op- occupy the other side of the aisle. Um, so it feels a lot more balanced. Um, the comments he made in this one didn't seem to have that pushback at all whether it's timing or the fact that it's a christmas special or if it's elves is an elf gonna push back i don't know um so that felt a little misbalanced but tim allen doesn't bother me even his ideology like when it shows up and shows it doesn't rub me the wrong way like some people's do it didn't bother um, me in this because there are such throwaway lines right but there is a difference this there was not pushback to the comments like he made in last man standing where it felt no, a little more them. even we just was accept them yeah so so i have a question for you guys were you guys disappointed we talked about comet earlier uh were you guys disappointed there wasn't even a mention of laura and neil i missed laura and neil 
I, it's a it's a callback I wanted as much as I wanted to see Charlie and Bernard again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping we get him in the second season. That's how I feel too. I was shocked they didn't even make mention like, oh, they're on vacation or something when they were living yeah. in Chicago again and he was lost. Like, I'm surprised he didn't visit yeah. them. That would have been a prime yeah. opportunity to bring them back. That's right. Kind of a big deal. Like, they were core characters as much yep. as, you know. But just Charlie and and Carol were, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping it would be nice if in the sequel series, the sequel season, Charlie maybe gets a bigger role or Laura and Neil come back for even a Bernard-sized cameo. Like, Bernard, I liked. He had a nice, like, he was essentially a cameo, but he had an important role to play, and that was nice. Yeah, I liked it as well. I would love if they fix the CGI for season two. That's asking a lot. Just don't ignore Comet in season two. They had a relationship. Oh, you know what I really hated? Was they renamed the reindeer. I hated that too. Oh, when she had opinions about what the reindeer was called? Yeah, Yeah, they want to be called this. Hated that. Hated Hated that. Hated that. Because if we're to believe there have been Santas dating back to the Dark Ages and everything past that, before that. Yeah. Rockets didn't exist, so there wouldn't be a reindeer It's like, oh, my name's actually Rocket, like she said it was. Right. Yeah. No, the reindeer should persist in perpetuity in the same way Santa does. Yep. Yeah, I don't know where season two will go. I mean, I suppose... I don't know. It could be about him training his kids to take over for him. Uh, you know, they alluded to things could go badly if they didn't erase his girlfriend's memory there at the end which he clearly didn't mm-hmm. right so we'll see but i'd like more callbacks besides laura and neil like it'd be nice to see people like mother nature like the council again like yeah tooth fairy i'd love yep. to see all that well he, that guy's dead so may he rest did he pass away dang it he did okay. which is a shame because i love rory it's a shame he was great <laughs> the toothinator molinator molinator him and father time are both gone Oh, that's right. Dang it, Peter Boyle. Crap. Hey, but Martin Short is around. He can show up as Jack Frost. No. That's the important thing. Hey, you know what I was not happy about? Oh, no. You know what what I was happy about? That who didn't get a mention at all was Curtis. (laughs) No, he didn't. (laughs) There there is not one mention of Curtis, not one mention of Chet, and I was fine by it yeah did you think i had a linus moment absolutely do you think this would have worked better as like a tight movie rather than six episode show yes yeah i think so too it's essentially movie length as well a long movie like a little longer than the actual movies but i think it could have been worked better as a movie with a theatrical budget and like script tightened up a little bit what would you guys rank it and just rank it up against itself it's a tv show it's a whole series Uh, i'm gonna go with 7.7 seven Seven. gonna go eight which is is a 7.56 which i think is fair that falls below mrs santa the mrs claus but above way above the escape clause which i think is a nice place for it will you watch this again like will this become like would you watch it again next year not in my canon, but I'll probably watch it again. I am going to add it to my canon because it is so short. Like, I watched it all this morning again in preparation for tonight, and it yeah. was like watching a movie, so I probably will. 
I'll definitely, especially if like I turn off Freeform and the third one is on, I'd rather watch this anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we got some comments, y'all. This was <sighs> divisive, to say the least. Our good friend, Charlene, who we haven't heard from in a while. So hi, Char. Yeah. Wrote, hey. I, I enjoyed it overall. There are parts I didn't like about it, but when I finished it, I wanted more. Getting to know the kids is really nice, but Charlie still managed to make me mad. Ultimately, I liked it as a fourth installment of the Santa Claus, and I will be rewatching. Nice. Agree. You agree that Charlie made you mad? Well, Charlie didn't make me mad. I agree with everything else. I found him annoying. <laughs> what guy lies to his wife for that long? Like, for real. Well, what's funny about that is he spent the whole second movie complaining he couldn't tell anyone the secret of Santa Claus, and now he's married <laughs> to someone up. he could tell, and he's keeping a secret. Oh, uh, she seemed like a delight, by the way. Right? Yeah. Ugh. Icky. Not a fan. Bernie Mendoza wrote, I liked it. I had mixed feelings the first few episodes, but the last two saved it for me. Of course, I can't top the original, but I would say I liked it better than three. It was definitely cheesy. The intro was terrible, which, can we talk about that intro for a moment? That was terrifying. So bad. So, I hate, I hate the intro to the show. Yeah. Yeah, bad bad. CGI reindeer. Really plastic, fake-looking Tim Allen Santa. Yeah, eating flying. What is it? Candy, candy cane. cane or something? Oh, yeah. Don't like it. And then Santa's bad. falling out of the sky. Like, no, none of it was good. It was terrible. The only good Redo. part was the very last second of it, where the family's in the snow globe when it's like the Christmas music. Oh, but yeah, agree. Redo it. Uh, Cordy Mendoza goes on to say, "I wish Santa's look was closer to the first two movies." Agreed. Yeah, fair. I, I loved seeing Bernard, and I'm glad that the Calvin Claus family ended up taking on Christmas together. Tim Allen is my Santa, and Elizabeth Mitchell is my Mrs. Claus. I'm glad it ended with them coming back to the North Pole. Same, even though I wasn't yep, expecting same. it, I liked that. Pedestrian verse wrote. I thought it was mostly good, actually. Surprised, but you could take that elf sidekick out and would change nothing to the story. And he was there clearly to make kids laugh. Oh, pedestrian verse. I had to disagree with you there. Noel was a highlight Uh, for me. Noel made me laugh, so I'm good with it. Having watched this right after the original, their approach to kid humor has changed so much. Mm. Which is fine. It's for kids. It's jarring difference in the single worst intro credit sequence ever created. Great. Uh, yeah, it has. They've been playing the first three a lot, and there's a big difference between one and then two and three, and there's still yeah. a big difference between now two and three and those. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I would rather watch this all day long. Over three. Yeah, me too. Ace of Knaves, Matt Spaulding, our good friend, wrote, wait, can I come on? I want to yell at Tom if he didn't like it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, 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 I did talk to Matt. Matt loves it. And then Jerry D wrote, it was rough. Episode five wasn't bad, but overall I cringed a lot. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> Weston Lazaro, you know when a meeting could have been an email? This six episode series could have been a 22 minute special. Oh, Oof. that's a rough one. That's rough. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'll, I appreciate it. Art Kilmer, our good friend. Oh, yeah. Wrote, I've only watched through episode four and I'm absolutely loving it. Scott Calvin is one of my favorite characters and I've really enjoyed spending time with him and his family again. Can't wait to see how it all ends. I'll have more to say when I finish it, but so far it's great. 
I expected nothing less from Art. I have never heard Art insult any movie or any TV show on the Discord, on Patreon, in an episode, anything. So if he hated this, that would have been a shock. A <laughs> shock. And then Phil Walsh, who hosts Phil Cast, who hosts Phil Cast movies, great guy, wrote, loved it. Might have worked even better as a movie, but overall it delivered over the Santa Claus 3 and to me, even the Santa Claus 2. Tim Allen and Elizabeth Mitchell shine as Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Hmm. They do. They're, they do. They're um, going to be one of those... He just is Santa Claus now, right? Like, it's going to be one of those when yep. he sadly passes in a few decades, right? Like, you'll be telling your kids or grandkids, like, oh, he was my Santa growing up. Like, it'll For sure. affect me. Yeah. He wasn't my Santa, though. I know, but... He's your Buzz Lightyear. He is my Buzz Lightyear. Oh, he's a good Buzz Lightyear. So, yeah, lots of comments, lots of split opinions. Um, Yeah, where can listeners let us know what they think of this slash what they expect from season two? They're excited for season two. Y'all, you need to chime in and let us know what you think on on linktree.com slash tis the podcast, where you can find our Facebook group, our Instagram, our Facebook page, Twitter, Mastodon, and even our lonely and neglected subreddit. And at that same link, you can find a link to our Patreon site as well, where um, we have extra content over there Um, for as little as a buck a month. It gets you open to that content and different levels of giving um, both supports our podcast and fun things we get to do, um, but it gets you access to kind of higher levels of things too. A Christmas card for those of you who participated this last Christmas, um, and even the opportunity to pick an episode and come on with us. So go check that out as well. Um, same link tree link, um, Patreon info. Check it out. Yeah, and Tom and Julia both, there's a rare three-elf episode that has just dropped on Patreon where we discuss our top ten Christmas movies. It's been a while since we've done that on the show. We've covered a lot since the last time we talked our top ten, so worth checking out. And yeah, there will be tons of content in the new year, I am sure. I mean, there's always good horror and comic book content throughout the year, normally. So Next week, we are covering... Another Disney original, 2022, Mickey Saves Christmas, the claymation spectacular. Stop motion animation, not claymation. Sorry, Jerry. I know you always correct us. (laughs) And the week after, we are covering a 2022 Netflix original, Scrooge, A Christmas Carol, which is an animated musical. I'm excited, even though we're post-Christmas now. I'm glad we've got some fresh Christmas content to keep that going. I am glad too. You know what I am not glad about though? That there are 364 days until Christmas. That, my friends, is 52 weeks. 12 months, y'all. Long journey ahead, but I'm looking forward to spending the next year counting down again with all of y'all. That's right. And we have some good stuff coming. Violent Night should be hitting digital soon. That'll be really fun to cover. And, uh, you know, there's stuff coming out later this year we know about, like, Red, which is stars Dwayne Johnson and Chris Evans and J.K. Simmons as Santa. Mm. Uh, it's an action movie that's coming out later this year. Red One. 
And yeah, I'm sure as the year goes on, we'll get more announcements. We always do. The Santa Claus is two will come out. That'll be exciting. So whatever the year brings, we'll be here to help you get through it. Thanks for counting down to Christmas with us this year. Have a very happy new year, y'all. Bye. Just my fun. You get